time for another episode of the Blue Rush Preview. It's our Giants preview show and podcast for the New York Post. It's Giants, Colts, Sunday at MetLife Stadium. And it's as simple as this. Win and you're in for the Giants. A win against the 4-10-1 Colts takes the Giants to the promised land for the first time since 2016. On this episode of Blue Rush, we're talking to Jake Arthur of the Locked On Colts podcast for Know Your Enemy. And we're breaking down a meaningful January football game. That's right. So let's bring in the squad. He's got the inside scoop. He covers the Giants. He's the New York Post Giants beat writer, Paul Schwartz. And he's LT for kicks on social media. Two-time Super Bowl champ, Lawrence Tynes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We walked away from the Vikings game feeling good about ourselves. Now it's win and you're in. You control your own destiny if you're Brian Dable and the Giants. We talked about meaningful football in December. Now it's must-win football in January. Paul, Giants and Giants fans haven't been feeling this excited about January football in a long time. That's right. It is January football, right? It's going to be uh, New Year's Day, January 1st, a new year. And, um, you know, it's a new it's a new season, a new era for the Giants. Um, it should be a party atmosphere at uh, MetLife Stadium. It's been more than a decade. Our co-host, Lawrence Times, was on the field the last time the Giants walked off a home game clinching a playoff spot. It should be very interesting. And look, if you want a hand-picked opponent, it's the Colts, right? They might be the worst team in the league right now. So if you want to win, you mm. invite the Colts. You bring them in, and uh, no questions asked. They should win this game. Tynes, no trap game for this upcoming game? It always could be. I mean, this Colts defense is really good. Now, what you have to do is get on top of this team very, very early. Yeah. Have the guys over there thinking about Cabo and Cancun and St. Kitts and St. Martin and all these vacation destinations because you know how it gets – late in the season for guys, especially when you're not going anywhere. But certainly, like Paul says, probably the best team they could be playing right now, you know, in terms of of opponents. So, but still, I obviously very dangerous team on defense, in my opinion. I don't care what what the heck they do on offense. I mean, defensively, this team has been in literally every single game to a point. Uh, they just offensively are pretty horrific. Yeah, and if you're the Giants, you can't be victims of your early success. Again, in a sense, we've raised that bar so high for this football team, especially because of the things they were doing, the games they were winning at the beginning of the year. This cannot be a game where you come in, you play down to the level of the team that you're playing against. Against the Vikings, they rose to the level. They played. They went head-to-head with the number two seed in the NFC. And if it wasn't for a couple mistakes on the Giants' end, I know they wish they could get back. They would have won that game. But now you can't play down to a 4-10-1 team because they can be scrappy. This Colts team, Jeff Saturday, you can people can say whatever they want. He's an ESPN uh, analyst uh, turned coach. He's got this team, I don't want to necessarily say prepared, but he's got them with the mindset that they could go in and run with anybody. They can play. They've had some strong games. They've had some uh, some games not go their way towards the second half. But like you said, Tynes, they have to jump on this team 
early and often and capitalize on uh, on whatever mistakes that the Colts have. Colts are pretty banged up. They're on their, their third quarterback. But Paul, any injury updates from the Giants uh, early in this uh, from earlier in this week in practices? Yeah, there's some good news. And, you know, we got to get into this a little later. I mean, between Brandon and Lawrence, it sounds like we're talking about the Johnny Unitas Colts here or something. I mean, <laughs> crap game. This is a crap game. The Giants are much better than the Colts. But, okay, let, let's, you know, and look, I can overlook anybody. I just have to write about it. But there's no trap game for these Giants. They, they're not good enough. And, and look, Brian Dable doesn't allow that. And you know what? They're healthy. There are four guys on the injury report. Okay, four of those guys, I think all of them will play. Dexter Lawrence is on the injury report because he had a veteran day off on Wednesday. So that's irrelevant. Leonard Williams is on the injury report. You know, still got that neck issue. He's going to play. Aziz Ojolari is on the injury report. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. He has that basketball rolled ankle. I think he's going to play. I really do. You can tape that up. I think he's going to play. Maybe reduce snaps a little bit. And the big one, save the best for last, the Dory Jackson. He was limited in practice Wednesday for the first time since he hurt that knee. You know, MCL sprain, returning a punt, which we all were very much against. Um, he's missed five games. That's a lot of time. Um, he looked good. He looked good moving around when I saw him. I think there's a chance, uh, maybe better than 50-50 chance he plays. He can play 20 snaps. He doesn't have to play every snap. So um, he comes back. That's good news. It really is. Paul, all right, it's not a trap game. It, it, to you, it's a, it, but it's not. To me, it can't be a crap game as well because, I mean, when you think about this, this Colts team, remember, in order for have or to be on the, the wrong end of the greatest comeback in NFL history, you got to go up 33 points against the number two seed that just beat the, uh, the beat the Giants. They went into overtime with the Chiefs. This team, I, I understand, that, you know, they're, they've gone through a lot. They're down to Nick Foles as quarterback. They've got Jelani Woods at tight end that's been playing pretty well, but I'm not really – I'm. I, 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 Okay, it should be a win, but I'm not ready to just go in and say, hey, this is a, a guaranteed W for the Giants, if that makes sense to you guys. There is no guaranteed yeah. wins. I, I, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed win. It's the Giants. Are they going to win 31 to 10? You know, I mean, they never do. But, you know, did you see Nick Foles last week? He looked like a guy who hadn't played in like five years. And it's almost, you know, now he'll probably be better this week because he's got a little bit you know, a little bit of rust off him and things like that. But he's not a very good quarterback. Um, they look, the, Gi the Giants are a better coach team by far. I mean, you got a guy who spent 21 years preparing to be a head coach. And you got another guy who spent 21 minutes preparing to be a head coach. This is a game the Giants should win. They absolutely should. But listen, as a former player, I just never yeah. thought like that. Because yeah. anybody can beat anybody. And, and naturally, seeing Nick Foles, you know, I'd rather see him than Matt Ryan. To be honest with you, um, after looking at the numbers and comparing them, I mean, like you said, Nick Foles has played. This will be his third start in two years. He's had the most unbelievable, crazy, silly career. If you go back and look at his, he's 29 and 28 as a starter. He's made $85 million. Uh, Nick Foles has won a Super Bowl. He's been benched. He's quit football. He came back to football. Nick Foles probably needs to go home and sit on the couch. He stinks. But having said that, they have... 21 other players that are going to play. Um, they've got good wideouts. They've got a great defense. So these are the things you worry about because, like you mentioned, the Giants have not really inst instilled a ton of confidence in us fans to go and just say, "Beat, okay, we can beat anybody. Now they're playing better, which is what I like. They've really played great down this stretch. They beat Washington. They didn't beat the Vikings, but they played better. 
So having said all that, yes, it's a game they should take care of business of if they if they want to be taken seriously in the playoff picture. Yeah, I don't want to be haunted by the ghost of ghost of Nick Foles like we were haunted by the ghost mm-hmm. of Geno Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like I know you hadn't played in a long time, but some guys, you know, they just they got it. They know know how to play football. So we know, and Big Blue knows what this game means and what business needs to be taken care of. But Giants fans, if you're wondering what the Colts mindset is going into MetLife on Sunday, I caught up with Locked On Colts podcast host Jake Arthur in this week's Know Your Enemy. And this week's Know Your Enemy, we're bringing in Jake Arthur. He's a co-host for the Locked On Colts podcast. Get him up on the board. Jake, what's going on, my man? Thanks for joining us. All right, I know we know what the Giants have in stake for this game. Win and they're in, but we want no surprises, no trap game this week. So uh, let's, let's get right into this. The Colts offense versus the Giants defense. You're the Colts offensive coordinator. How are you attacking Week Martindale in this defense? Yeah, I've heard a lot about that trap game. I think I could probably reassure you guys the Colts don't capitalize well on the, those opportunities. Um, so, no, just from what I was looking at it, you know, the, the Giants – they are, you know, near the bottom of the league in run defense. Uh, Pro Football Focus ranks them uh, second to last in pass coverage as well. Man, to me, I, I think that screams play action, and I think they can do it. Uh, Nick Foles didn't look very good last week, but he is a little more aggressive downfield. Uh, I think if they can get some semblance of a run game with Zach Moss and, you know, just enough to establish to the Giants, like, we can run this a little bit if we want They've got some guys they can take shots with downfield through play action. Uh, tight end Jelani Woods has been a, a terrific rookie this year from the tight end position. Alec Pierce on the outside, another rookie at wide receiver. Uh, he's shown that he can win just about any contested catch matchup when he's uh, when he's putting that opportunity. Uh, so I would really try and, and get some of those big plays cleared up. Um, the Colts, unfortunately, are just kind of in their own way with turnovers and just taking dumb sacks and things like that. When you talk play action, you're talking my language. Like, usually Ooh, people yeah. come on, they're like, oh, let's run the ball. I'm like, dude, I'm a receiver. No one wants to watch yeah. that. But we, <laughs> yeah, the, the Colts do have some dangerous wide receivers. I think they mm-hmm. just haven't been utilized. So when we talk play action, you got to protect Nick Foles or whoever's that quarterback. How do you protect against this Giants defensive line? That's really tricky. You know, I've I've talked to some people who really know what they're talking about, and they say, you know, Wink Martindale is, is going to be no joke for this Colts offense that already struggles to keep their quarterbacks clean and occasionally open running lanes. Man, they've got some guys like Thibodeau is is going to be a real problem for them, I think, a guy that can wear multiple hats. You know, if, if they want to come after, like, Bernard Ryman, for example, the, the rookie left tackle, uh, he's gotten steadily better each week, but he's kind of prone to give up one really untimely sack per game. Uh, if they come at him with power or anyone that has a bull rush in, in an inopportune moment, like a, a third down or something late in the game, that's probably what they're going to want to do. So I really think, luckily for them, it's Nick Foles, a, a veteran who's kind of seen a lot in the league uh, against a guy like Martindale, who I'm sure he's probably played against before. So uh, overall, I think it's going to be pretty tough for this Colts offense but they've probably seen it before. So, All right, let's Riverside it. Let's go talk about the Colts' defense. How do they stop the Giants' bread and butter, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? Yep, so that's been something kind of tough for them to deal with this year. You know, uh, quarterbacks that can get out and move a little bit have given them fits. Uh, Jalen Hurts 
you know, and his ability to run was the whole reason the Eagles came back and won that game against the Colts. But, you know, even guys that can just pick up those third and four, third and sevens with their legs, it's been a huge issue for them. Uh, so that could be a problem. Uh, a guy like Saquon Barkley, uh, he can he could tear apart anybody. He's near the top of the league in rushing, of course. The Colts have had a track record of doing poorly against those dual threat guys. You look at like Travis Etienne with the Jaguars, just really tore into them. Uh, so you that's kind of a you can't shut them down. You can only hope to contain them type of thing. Uh, luckily for the Colts, their their linebackers, uh, particularly Bobby Okereke, is pretty decent in coverage. Uh, both him and Zaire Franklin are really rangy. Uh, they can they get to the backfield in, in an instant. So hopefully they can kind of sniff out those tells from the Giants' offense of what they're about to do and some of the RPO stuff and and just really play instinctively and, and shut that stuff down early before it has a chance to really open up. All right, last but not least, fill in the blank. Colts win this game if? If they have no turnovers. Uh, that's the problem for the Colts all year. Several teams can make a case that they could have won a handful more games if they just eliminated this or that. For the Colts, you know, their their offense, when they're turning the ball over, it ruins everything. You know, the, the defense gets put in, put in terrible spots with bad field position. They're on the field for way too long, and it just gasses them in the second half. And that's how you've seen, you know, the Cowboys put up 33 points against them in the fourth quarter a few weeks back. The Vikings had the biggest comeback in NFL history. Uh, these turnovers from the Colts offense, they have ruined everything. Uh, they're, they're at the bottom of the league at negative 13 in the turnover differential. So, you know, maybe a full week with Nick Foles at practice uh, at quarterback can help maybe get a little better timing and, and communication with these receivers. And just, you know, learn how to hang on to the ball when you're about to get sacked because that's been a problem for Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, Nick Foles, whoever's been at quarterback this year for the Colts. See you on your beard back. Is that a direct order from the wife, family? Correct. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, thanks again for Jake. Guys, I mean, after talking to this dude for Know Your Enemy, it feels damn good talking about some meaningful football uh, in January for the Giants. We've been on the other side of it. For so many years, and Giants fans know what the Colts fan base is feeling like. So, sorry for them. Let's get into our key matchups. Times to think about in-house here. Uh, what, what do you? What's going to be your key matchups for this game? So it's not a crap game or a trap game. Well, you know, as I study the tape and you look at kind of what the Giants have done, everyone knows that divisions teams are all built similarly, right? So, three of the Giants' top, uh, top four rushing games this season are against the AFC South. OK, AFC South defenses are built with speed. They're not that big. You know, of course, they have Buckner on the other side of the ball. But a lot of their defensive ends are actually in the 230 to 240 pound range. Their linebackers are small, but fast. You need to run the football against this front. You know, like I said, our, our top three rushing games out of four this season are against Jacksonville, Tennessee and Houston. This is the fourth uh, AFC South team. The Giants are going to have to establish the run and, and and run the football on this team because, like I said, they are fast. They can get to the quarterback. You don't want them blitzing and pinning their ears back all day because they can make plays there. So certainly, 
get the running game going, hit them in the mouth. The Giants, NFC East team, right? Bigger team, typically built bigger, different parts of the country. I know that sounds crazy to people probably listening, but that's how these divisions are kind of made up because you're meant to build each other. So I, I'm looking forward to us running the ball down their throat, you know, and establishing the run early. Well, you know what? You have to you, – you just can't let the Colts beat you with big plays and big mistakes, you know? I mean, if you – if you say every every possession for the Colts on offense, if you say, okay, if you want to beat us, you got to go 10 plays here. Can they do it? Probably not. Maybe they can do it once or twice. They can't do it four or five times. So, you know, I look at, you know, Michael Pittman – who's really, you know, look, Jonathan Taylor was the heart and soul of this team. You know, you have to kind of look at the Colts and say the way they were built. You know, right, Lawrence, as you said, they were built with a good offensive line and they had a how – many, how many fantasy football drafts was Jonathan Taylor the first player picked this year, you know? And he just has been injured and he now he's not, you know, he's on injured reserve. So, you know, that takes a monster – weapon out of their offense uh you know michael Pittman is their next weapon he's got 90 catches but he's not even averaging 10 yards a catch he's only got two touchdowns so look if a dory jackson plays it's not going to be every snap like i said so you got you know the fabian moros and the nick mcclouds and the darnay holmes who last week you know they were at the mountaintop right with justin jefferson and trying to deal with that monster uh this is not quite that so they have to kind of stay at that level you know, keep Pittman out of the end zone, and I think they'll be fine. So just don't give up anything big or anything stupid. Yeah, we're talking about a Colts offense, and I have a stat here. They're 24th in the league in explosive plays. They're not getting the ball downfield. The same with their explosive runs. I know they got uh, uh, the Moss kid back there, but they are not getting these chunk plays. And we saw this from the Giants earlier in the year. And we saw how the Giants had to be so methodical with their offense. And then all the, what does that do? When you can't have a chunk play and you can't advance the ball down the field and, and get the ball into the end zone in as, as, as less amount of plays as possible, you open yourself up for what? Drive beaters, the holding calls, the, uh, the, the, the offensive uh, false start calls. And that's what's happening to this Colts offense and on top of that, Nick Foles throwing, what, three interceptions last game. So if you're if, – if my thing is – I don't want anyone to sleep on these receivers because, like you say, Paul, the 90 catches from Pittman, that kid Alec Pierce can play some football. That kid is an aggressive receiver who goes up and attacks the ball. Jelani Woods is who people should be, uh, who should, people should have their eye on. The Colts tight end, he's coming around, and they're getting him the ball, and the tight end has shown that that is a position that can hurt the Giants' defense. So we're talking about this off, this Colts' offense against this Giants' defense. I'm with you, Paul. Keep everything in front. Does that mean that uh, Wink doesn't blitz as much as possible? Do you kind of play kind of a too high shell? Keep everything in front of you? I don't, I don't know. But at the end of the day, you cannot let this team – in terms of Colts offense, throw the ball down the field, run the ball, hit hit you with chunk plays. They're not just built for that. And another key matchup that I have, fellas, before you guys get into some of the other ones you have, it has to be the New York football Giants versus the Indianapolis Colts. It cannot be Giants versus Giants. And times you kind of said that at the beginning, you can't keep this team in the game, if you guys, people were watching against the Chargers, they were getting takeaways on defense. They were getting some key stops on defense against this uh, Chargers offense. And the Giants, uh, their offense is not built like the Chargers. They don't have as many weapons. So you're going to have to capitalize to squash this team early. It has to be Giants versus the Colts, not Giants versus 
the Giants. Can't let the Colts stay in this game. Times, you got any more matchups for us? Yeah, what I'm really looking forward to is two former teammates, you know, Mark Lewinsky and, and DeForest Buckner. Don't underestimate that. These guys have seen each other in practice a lot. Lewinsky has obviously been criticized a little bit at right guard for the Giants. He knows DeForest Buckner. He probably knows how he plays the game. Doesn't mean he's going to win every matchup, but it does give him a little bit of an edge over guys who have never seen him play. So I think Lewinsky has been heavily criticized. I thought he, I think he's played well this year. Um, you know, they haven't played great, but really who has outside of Andrew Thomas on that offensive line. So Mark Lewinsky uh, against DeForest Buckner, they're, they're all pro, all everything, D-tackle. And, Brandon, I love you bring up Jelani Woods. 205 of his 285 total yards this year are in the last four games. So they are really featuring him in that passing game, and he is a big, fast target. So that's another one I'll look forward to. Paul, is there anything that scares you? Is there the Giants? Or is there any matchups that are favor the Giants? Well, there's plenty of matchups that favor the Giants. First of all, <laughs> with Glowinski, he – was on the Colts last year. They needed to win one of their last two games to get in the playoffs, right? They lost a close game to the Raiders. Then they went to Jacksonville, who was 2-14, and 14, and laid an absolute egg and didn't make mm-hmm. the playoffs. So Glowinski said he's going to impart some of that experience that he has just last year. Look, don't don't think we can win under the, one of the last two games. Win this one, take care of this one. The other matchup is, you know, and, and Brandon, you mentioned Giants versus Giants. Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end who we all like, we've talked about him, you know, all year. He's walking around facility with a football in his hand all day, all day, right? Yeah. I remember Tiki Barber used to do that. I think Tiki told me he once slept with a football. You know, he had all those fumbling problems. It's like, you know, is it kind of like, a, yeah, this is like a for show? Yeah, but it shows. He fumbled the ball. He's ticked off about it. I'm carrying the football around with me because I'm showing my teammates that that was a bad mistake, and I value this thing. I value this football that we all play for. So um, that that's the matchup: is don't do anything to let the Colts think that they can win this game. And you know the matchups themselves will take care of themselves. You know Daniel Jones throwing interception. Don't do it. He doesn't throw many interceptions yeah. this year. Don't fumble. Don't have a complete. I mean, Lawrence, I just want to ask you: What did you see on that? That punt block, you know, don't have a bad special teams yeah. play. Was was that just um, the uh, the snapper getting getting beaten? He got up picked. Front? Snapper got, got picked. picked. Yeah. Uh, and if you follow me on Twitter, Paul, I do a fantastic breakdown on Twitter of that play. I so, do follow you. Yeah, I don't know if I saw that. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, it's a snapper pick. It's a day one rush. Teams run it. And you bet your, you know what? The Colts are going to run it until the Giants stop it. They pick the snapper. Guy comes around, leaves Julian Love, the PP, with a two-on-one. Julian, unfortunately, picked the wrong guy. He should have taken the other guy. Uh, He was the most dangerous, and that's the guy who ends up blocking the punt. But too many of those, right? In the last couple, we've had the dropped, you know, snap against Philly. And then too many special teams. That's that's the one position – one one area of the team that coaches do not want to worry about. And I feel like there's a little bit of worry there because, you know, we'll get into it. This this special teams outfit is not bad. Uh, they've got a great kickoff returner. Well, let's stay with that Let's because that's a matchup that the Giants have to win. Yeah. We're talking about a game like that. This can hurt you. This has to be the special team's best game that they've had throughout the year because there's three phases, and if special teams hurt you, you could really lose that game uh, and any momentum that you have. Forget playoffs. Think about taking business on the special teams front. So, Tynes, like what does the, the Colts, you said they scare you. Who do they have? Like, who should we be watching out for? Or who are the dangerous guys on their special teams units in that sense? 
Well, they're aggressive. You know, they got a young kid, uh, a cornerback named Dallas Flowers. He's averaging 33 yards a kickoff return. And he brought a kickoff out last week, guys, like 9.9 yards deep in the end zone. Mm. That's how aggressive their coaches are letting him be with the kickoffs because he is a home run threat. Like, he can take it to the house. He had an 89-yarder against the Vikings. He's had some big chunk kickoff returns. And the Giants better be ready to cover because I think, you know, I'm not saying they – they're taking this game for granted or anything, but late in the season, coaches and players will do things that they don't normally do. And that's why I think teams can be dangerous. This this kid's going to bring every kickoff out. So yeah. the Giants mentality has to be go down and cover every kickoff like he's bringing it out. And I'm sure T-Mac's telling them that because T-Mac's a whole lot smarter than I am. And I'm watching this from afar. That is how they're going to operate. But that kid hits it and he hits it hard. Uh, punter, kicker, both solid players, good players, but the kickoff returner, you know, that you talk about a play that can jumpstart a team. You can't let anything get going on special teams. Can't give this team even a, a single hope. And, and you got to start, you know, by covering kickoffs and covering punts and getting punts off. And I imagine T-Mac would have punt return on fake alert. They're, they're, yeah, going, oh, to sure. try, they're going to try and create some sort of extra possession for their offense. It's you run it. You don't get it, y'all, you're just the coach from ESPN. You know, you run it and you get it. And he's even aggressive with his challenge flags. You know, he's, he's playing with house money at this point. So they're going to try and create yeah. some sort of uh, extra possessions for that offense in the game where they want to play spoiler. But let's talk about who need, for the Giants. Who needs to play big? And if they do, who can get, if they come through, with this game, with their performance, and that player is the reason why the Giants <laughs> win and clinch, who could get so much love from this fan base if they come big this game? Now, I'm not going to go with some unheralded guy. And, you know, and I could. You know, There's some guys I could point to. But look, when you look at this team and what they've been through, right? the face of the franchise right now is Saquon Barkley. It just is, right? He was the second pick in the draft in 2018. It's not Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the more important guy because he's the quarterback, but Saquon has been through it. He's been a great player as a rookie. He's got devastating knee injury. He's been up. He's been down. He's been losing. He's been losing. He's been losing. Now he's back. He's he's a, he's a warrior, and he's a, he's a statesman. He's a great guy. You know, Saquon is the guy you want to invest in. Now, look, his last how many games – one, two, three, four, five, six games, 22 yards, 39 yards, 63 yards, 28 yards, 87, 84. He's done okay, but we need 100 yards out of Saquon. The Giants do. You know, I mean, this is the kind of game where, you know, Saquon needs to run it. They, they don't have to do anything fancy. Get 110, 120, 140, and then it will be a triumphant moment for, for Saquon if he plays well and they win and he gets – to feel the love really for the first time at MetLife Stadium after they clinch, you know, after they, I know I'll be writing about it if it happens because Saquon has been waiting. And one other thing, guys, Saquon has always said, when we turn it around, when we turn it around, he never has said if we turn it around. And he's been through a lot of head coaches and a lot of offensive coordinators and a lot of bad, bad offensive football. So he has stuck to it. It hasn't been easy. So he can rush them right into the playoffs here, and it'll be a hell of a story if he does. Back-to-back games with at least 80 yards rushing, and you talked about feeling that love from the fans at MetLife Stadium. If he gets that love, Paul, he doesn't go anywhere in the offseason. You know, I, I think you feel that love right there. I think you really understand that. I, that's one of those moments where you're like, once a giant, uh, always a giant, only a giant type moments. Tynes, who's your guy? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the with the a guy that's heralded, but obviously no one talks a lot about unless he's playing poorly. And it's it's Evan Neal, guys. If Evan Ooh. Neal gets off to another slow start this week, it can't happen. He has he has played better in the second halves. He hasn't played great since coming off injury. But I think if Evan Neal can get off to a really fast start. I think it opens up everything for this offense to do because they're calling plays based on how they're protecting sometimes, right? And if Evan Neal's struggling early, you're not going to see any shots. You're not going to see any big, deep routes or or plays or play actions. But but Evan Neal, guys, he's got to show us why he was the seventh pick of the draft. He is capable. He is a very, very talented player. And if he gets off to a hot start, I think this offense will you know be able to do whatever the hell they want to against this Colts defense. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at the Colts' defensive line, the DNs. You, you mentioned Buckner, but DNs, Yannick Ngakwe has nine, point, nine and a half sacks. Yep. And they're going to line him up to try and get him at the quarterback, line him, maybe not against Andrew Thomas, but Evan Neal. Daniel Bellinger's walking around with the football, Paul. Did, is Evan Neal walking around kick sliding throughout the facility? <laughs> like, or did he talk to the – did he talk to media? Throughout this week? Um, he didn't talk Wednesday. Um, you know what? It's interesting. Brian Dable was asked, you know, maybe did you bring back Evan Neal too soon? Or, you know, maybe does he need a little break here? And he said, no, he's fine. He's, you know, he's he's, he's a rookie. His head's on straight. Um, you know, maybe they did bring him back a little too soon. You know, mm-hmm. they, you know, from from that knee, you know, and, 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 and um, you know, that has some lingering effects and things like that. Uh, you know, he hasn't looked like he's moved quite as well as he did before the injury look it's it's a long rookie year for these guys he's from alabama he's a mountain of a man that doesn't mean he's not a rookie who is going through growing pains you know at the end of his first nfl season but yeah i lawrence that's a good one because the veterans don't want to hear about a guy being a rookie anymore right you know if you're healthy and you know you played in 14 15 games let's go let's go it's playoff time here it's time to make the playoffs so um you know, Evan Neal's got his head on pretty straight, though. I think he'll be okay. And my guy, i got to go with uh, Isaiah Hodgins. You know, I know I, I'm always calling him up, calling him out each week, uh, you know, in a positive manner. Look at the last five games. Four targets, three catches. Six targets, five catches. Six targets, four catches. Four targets, four catches. Twelve targets, eight catches, 89 yards. And he also has three touchdowns in the last five games. He's emerging not as the, the number one receiver. I still give that to Darius Slayton because of the big playability that Slayton possesses with that speed. But he is emerging as Daniel Jones' go-to guy. Who am I going to throw it to third and whatever when I need a play to be made? And you saw that. You saw him getting him the ball against Patrick Peterson, who is one of the better corners in this league. And then you look at that interception that Daniel Jones threw. Who did he throw it to? Isaiah Hodgins, we wanted a cleaner route on that, but you're seeing his emergence in this offense and what he's able to do. They had a play, uh, a big play, uh, a, an explosive catch of over 20 yards on the deep ball where he made a heck of a catch. And this guy really has brought something to this offense, whether it be red zone, catching touchdowns in the red zones or, or being that possession guy to keep the chains moving. I look at this guy, if he has his first 100-yard game, at MetLife Stadium since being here because he's the not the trade acquisition, but he's who they brought in during that time. I think he's the guy that can get a lot of love from Giants fans, and this would only be a game that builds up his confidence and that confidence that Daniel Jones has in him to go not only against uh, to, in Philly next week, but that first round of the playoffs. Now's that time, just like there's no more rookies, guys, now's the time where you know your role as a receiver now. 
You know if you're a speed guy. He knows he's the possession guy. Richie James, I'm still trying to figure out what his – he's kind of like the gadget jet sweep guy, move him around, uh, try and get him the ball in space. But Isaiah Hodgins has come in, and he's really done a lot with his opportunities. And he is a guy that I feel as though can get a lot of love from Giants fans if he has himself uh, a big game. And that's going to start with, obviously, the offensive line's got to block because you've got to take some downfield shots to these wide receivers against uh, this Colts secondary. All right, let's get into our predictions. These first two predictions, guys, I took off of the Colts' four wins and the tie, and I just averaged. These are their averages for their wins and their tie. Colts offense, total yards, 300 86 yards, times. You got a smile on your face. I think I, I thought this was a joke when I saw it. I, I really did. Listen, they've started a backup quarterback twice once against New England and then obviously against the Chargers the other night. 173 yards against the Chargers and 121 with Sam Ellinger against the Patriots. Uh, yeah, way under, guys. I, I would even just bonus say under 200 yards, I think. Uh, it's a pretty bad offense. Oh, he even threw some extra point, uh, extra credit mm-hmm. in there, uh, Paul. Yeah. Uh, over under, Paul. Well, you know, don't sleep on Andrew Luck. You know, he's got a very potent passing attack. <laughs> yeah. What? Great Peyton neck Manning? beard, too, by the Peyton way. Oh, 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 excuse me. I'm sorry. Wrong uh, he's team. Not... Wrong, wrong oh, year, Paul. Wrong. Okay, shoot. Um, 386, I'll, I'll take the under. The only way it's remotely possible if the Giants get a nice, sizable lead and the fourth quarter – you know, the Colts are just in chuck it down a field mode and they get, you know, 80 yards, you know, of, of garbage yards because Wink Martindale is, you know, smoking a cigar and he says, oh, I forgot to blitz this play or something. But, um, yeah, I'd say under 386. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well. I'm like you, Tynes. I kind of when I when I averaged it out on the calculator, I looked at it. and I had to do it like three times and be like, wait a minute. Is, am I getting this right? Yeah, under under 386 for sure. I see the Giants defense holding of half of that. All right, so let's go Colts offense passing yards. Again, this is the five games that they didn't lose on the season. 262.8 over under, Paul. Well, for all the previous reasons I just stated, I will say under 262 passing yards. Um, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, under. Yeah, they're they're averaging, guys. And they, I know they've only started a backup twice this year, but they're averaging, this is uh, 73 yards passing with Ellinger and Foles. I know Matt Ryan wasn't probably the answer, but tells you how much better he is compared to these two guys, right? Yeah, uh, when you say 73 like that, I would have had to look at the calculator again <laughs> and be like, wait a I minute. Can't. I can't. Yeah, it's a backup playing, so I kind of looked at the two games where they've uh, 73 yards. Oh, you passing. just used your fingers. You just you counted oh. on your fingers. You got the 70, yeah. Now now yeah. I know uh, the, my math part on the SATs wasn't so good. All right, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go under on this one. It's Foles, Foles, Foles. You, you, you uh, summed it up right there, Paul. All right, Colts offensive turnovers slash Giants takeaways, 1.5 times. Yeah, this one's easy. Again, you know, the, the, the Colts lead the league in turnovers, 17 interceptions, 13 mm-hmm. fumbles. I, I think the Giants will get a couple foals. They fumble. You know, that's a lot of fumbles, too. So, uh, you know, they nine times this year the Colts have turned the ball over two or more times. So just for round number's sake, I will say, yes, they get the 10th 
turnover game tomorrow. More than more than one and a half. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'd say the Giants will get two turnovers in this game. You know, I mean, look, the Giants are not a great turnover team. They're not a great interception team. But, um, no. yeah, you got to know your enemy. You got to know who you're playing. Um, um, you know, if the Giants get a lead, uh, Colts can't just sit there and run the ball. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say the Giants will get two turnovers in this game on defense. Yeah, agreed. I go over. But I got Darnay Holmes with the interception, and I have mm. Landon Collins forcing uh forcing a fumble. I don't know who recovers it, but Landon Collins has been playing pretty lights out, and I think this is one of those games where uh, he gets he gets that turnover. Hey, quick bonus to you, Brandon. Do you know who leads the league in the least amount of turnovers? No. Paul. Your New York football giants. Least amount of turnovers. The New York 15. football, football giants. giants. And Just a, a meaningful bonus. game in January. What a time mm-hmm. to be alive. What a time, baby. What a time. All right, Giants sacks allowed. The Colts have 56 on the season. Uh, so mm-hmm. Giants sacks allowed. The average is out to 3.7. Will they give up at least 3.7 sacks? Paul, you first. Over or under? Um, I'll say under. You know, I, I think they're going to protect Daniel Jones. I think they want to run the ball. You know, I think the Giants are not in 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 like you know let's let's wow everybody mode. It's like let's get in here, pound it, let's win, let's get in the playoffs. You know, let let's celebrate. So, um, you know, I I don't think Daniel will be sacked more than three times in this game. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you know they've played much much better down the stretch. Uh, zero against Washington. I think three against the Vikings. Yeah, they can if they can run the football, which I think they're going to be able to. Uh, I'll say under 3.7. I'll go under as well. I mean, I know we talked about Ngankwe and uh, and 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 uh, Buckner and how they can get to the quarterback, but this they like to rush four, drop seven, same as Washington, but they don't have four first round picks on that defensive line. Daniel Jones has been getting the ball out. He's going to use his legs. Been doing a good job with that. So yeah, I go under as well. Paul, I'm going to you first on this one because the Colts are averaging or defense is giving up 122.5 rushing yards per Mm. game. Saquon, rushing yards, 122.5 over, under. Uh, It's going to be a push. He's going to get 122.5. They're going to give him half a yard, and it's going to be a push. No, I think over. Look, I was saying earlier in the show, you know, Saquon's, you know, the guy that feels the love. He's going to run him into the playoffs. So I'll say over. Uh, The stats say that's probably not a wise bet, but you know what? He's been close, Saquon. I think, you know, he has not burst those long ones. I think he's going to get a 30-yarder in this game, and that's what you need. You know, you can't get the the three, four, five, sixes and, you know, get to 120. It's not easy to do. I think he's going to get one long run, and um, that will push him over 122 and a half. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier in the show, guys, he's averaging 142 yards a game against AFC South opponents. 142 against Jacksonville, Houston, and Tennessee. I think he gets the quadfecta. Is that a term, or did I just make that up today? The quadfecta or the sweep, if you will. Yeah, I think he goes over. I think this is his day. The excitement that young man's going to feel after all the stuff he's been through. That crowd is going to be electric. I think they feed him. They energize him. I'll top you here, Paul. I think he has a 60-plus yard mm, touchdown run against this team. Plus. So, yeah, I'm going to go over 122 and a half. Hey, times he likes that you took the over, but he does not like when people talk about his quads. Trust me, I introduced him one time at an event, just to go off, I introduced him at an event, and I was like, the man with quads bigger than your kids, Saquon Barkley, he looked at me, he said, he said, dog, 
what's up, bro? And I was like, oh. That, he, yeah, that, yeah. that wasn't it, huh, Brandon? Yeah, He's that, like, that, that, that's that, not that, it. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't it. Maybe I need to work mm. on my introduction skills. But yeah, Note to self. I, I, go, uh, I, go, I go over on this one. It's got to be a Saquon day. Got to feed him early, often, get him going. Because then, again, if he, he, he is, if he's the reason why the Giants win this game, get into the playoffs, which he's been all year, he is going to feel the love at that stadium, and he deserves it. All right, our predictions are set. Let's wrap the show with the extra point. Final thoughts. Fellas, Tynes, we'll go with you first. Final thoughts. Yeah, very simply, the, the Giants are a better football team than the Colts. Uh, go out there Sunday, act like it, play like it, and win the game and, and give your fan base, who has been begging for a winner over the last five, six years, something to cheer about, something to be happy about. Um, this was unexpected, right, where they are, the position they're in. But you're the better football team, and if every player looks in that mirror this week before they go to bed uh, on Sunday night, Sunday Sunday's football game, Saturday night, when they go to bed, look in the mirror. You're better than the Colts. Just own it. Go beat them. Do what you're supposed to do. Get out of there and go to the playoffs. So that's what they need to do. I, I know all week you guys are going to ask questions, Paul, about playoffs. They're not going to talk about them. But believe me, in that locker room, they're talking about it. You got a score prediction for us. Yeah, 27-10. I think it's uh, comfortable. I think it's Colts are going to try and establish a run. I think if I'm the Colts, I would try and run the football. So 27-10 is my score. Um, look, uh, Lawrence was on the team, too, right, uh, 2011. Uh, you know, Brandon, you know, um, 2011, winning in, right? Last game of the season against the Cowboys, winning in. Don't forget the Giants had eight wins at that point, right? You guys were finished 9-7 and seven that year. Eight wins, winning in against the Cowboys. It was a party. Giants won easily. Towel waving, all that stuff, winning in, right? Um, I imagine the towels will be out there again. It's supposed to be warm and maybe rainy, so could be kind of a funky, you know, January, New Year's Day situation. Not going to be cold. Could be 55 degrees, but it could be rainy. You know, I think it's going to be a good day for the Giants. I really do. Um, you know, they played well in Minnesota and lost against a far superior team than the Colts. Um, I think they'll win um, 20. He picked 27, 10 Lawrence. Um, I'm going to go maybe a little higher. Um, the Giants never score 30. So I'm going to go. I'm going to give him 30. What the heck? Let's get uh, It's crazy. It's New Year's, right? I'll say 30 to um, uh, 13. The Giants win. I think it's and this is very much unlike the Giants. They never win games like that. But hey. 2023, call me crazy. You have to score 30 in that sense because, look, I look at this game as a game for the Giants football players. Is this, is their, this is their I'm sorry and this is their thank you because just think of the last couple years, free medium Pepsis to give it away, going for quarterback sneaks on, the, on their one-yard line. This fan base is itching, and they're ready to explode. Now, if they're not hungover from New Year's night, they're going to be in that stadium uh, early and the, it's going to be a crowd that game. So this is the way for the Giants, not only players, but the organization to give that thank you for being here and being there for us all these years. Giants fans have been through a lot. I'm going over there. I'm going to 35, 35 to three. I think Tyrod mm. Taylor comes in and throws a touchdown. It has to be one of the, I mean, obviously you have to win, but just think of what a, a big win against the, I know it's the Colts, but just think of what a big win to get into the playoffs could do for this team. It's all about getting hot at the right time, and the Giants could get hot, uh, especially after coming off of that loss to the Vikings where they know, hey, we can play with anybody as long as it's Giants versus whomever and not Giants versus Giants. All right, great show, guys. That's a wrap on our show today. I want to thank everybody for watching and listening to this episode of the Blue Rush Podcast. 
please subscribe to Blue Rush on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow New York Post Sports and SNY's YouTube channels for all videos from Blue Rush. New videos of the show drop Monday morning following Giants games and Thursdays previewing the week ahead. For Paul Schwartz and Lawrence Tynes, I'm Brandon London. We're going to catch you guys on another episode of Blue Rush.